This is an Area Code podcast. Hey, did you know that my dad's name is Richard and my father and both like my father-in-law and my husband's grandpa named Richard? So oh, you're wow. Good, you're it's, in good company. <laughs> it's one of those names because I was named after my dad. Atticus's middle name is Richard. I was named by Aww. my dad. I was named after my dad, and his dad was named Richard, and his dad was named Richard. Ooh, wow. You beat me by one Richard. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We can't stop talking about the Enneagram. So we decided to start a podcast where we get it all out of our system. We're not experts. We're just obsessed. It's No Chill Enneagram. A safe space for Enneagram fanatics. And a pretty great idea for a podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to No Chill Enneagram. I am Richard Clark and I'm here as usual with Bethany Perkins. Hey Bethany, how's it going? Hi, good. Okay, cool. I'm glad we got that out of the way because we have a really fun show today. We have the one and only Natalie Schlobs. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, you just need to like add a little Texas draw and Schlabs. Natalie Schlabs. No, Schlabs. seriously? <laughs> Natalie well, Schlabs. Yeah. I mean. Oh, crap. You know what? I had just listened to a podcast you were on the other day, and I remember you talking about Schlabs, and I got it stuck in my head, and now I remember that you had talked about how Schlabs makes you uncomfortable when people <laughs> say it that way. <laughs> I mean, it makes me feel more German, which maybe makes me feel more uncomfortable. I don't know. Natalie Schlabs. All right, we're here with the one and only Natalie Schlabs. And I I say one and only because you're one. It's true. And that's a fun fun play on words. It's (laughs) true. All right, well, thanks for joining us. You are a Nashville singer-songwriter. I think that's the best way of explaining who you are, don't you? I think so. Uh, I mean, a lot of other things, too. Yeah, I mean, I feel... I feel kind of uncomfortable sometimes calling myself that because I live in Nashville. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, there's just a lot of talented folks here that are incredible. So, but yes, I yeah. am a singer-songwriter and, I mean, among other things. But yes, that is my that's my career. So, we had you on because you're a one. What do you usually, like, call uh, the one for yourself when people ask? Oh, um, I tend to say the perfectionist. I know that there's a few different names. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's the most accurate, but that's um, kind of a, I guess, slim, uh, simplistic version of what it is. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But it is kind of hard to explain to people because I think they think of like really rigid type, like people, you know, mm-hmm. they think of like the most quintessential, like, I don't know. Um I'm trying to think of ideas here, but I, I'm not that. So usually they're surprised that I'm a one. Because you do, because you're like fun and spontaneous. Is that the idea? Yeah, I think I, I or mean, just I relaxed. Yeah, I think I'm more relaxed. Like you get closer mm. to me and then you kind of see the neurotic perfectionist. And so mm. <laughs> my husband definitely knows that side of me. And then my closer friends. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, not everyone's going to see that right off the bat. So they're kind of surprised usually because I think people tend to think of ones as like really, really high strung. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes. So here's the thing. I think that, so I can, I feel like I can feel this. Like when ones are around people, they really know and trust. They like Mm -hmm. let their inner critic overflow. Um, but I feel like I have a special talent of feeling the the inner critic like trying desperately to break through like i can i can feel that when i'm talking to them do you know what i'm saying yeah so can you give a situation where that might where you might be kind of picking up on it so it's just the the, the halting in conversation there's something about the way so one of the things i've noticed about ones is that they just don't respond to me often (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean they don't respond like they, they just um, ignore you. They respond with silence. They'll just look at me, um, uh-huh. or they'll say something really tentative, um, like mm-hmm. "Oh, um, hmm, I'll have to." Oh, okay, something <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, See, or like interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Um, yeah, I could see that. I thought for a second that you were talking about Twitter. Like they don't respond to me <laughs> because oh, actually no, 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 no. You that mean is like legitimately something I don't, I do. Right. Okay. In person. Um, yeah, I feel like sometimes we can get in our, in our own head and if we don't feel like we have the perfect answer, um, then it can be kind of like hard to know how to respond. But usually like if I'm at a party or if I'm among friends, like I feel like I can get into that seven space and just like just say whatever comes to mind and then I usually end up like getting home and being like wait was that wrong of me to say like (laughs) was that that gossipful (laughs) it was gossipful but it was really funny oh god (laughs) so yeah okay so I want to um do some shouts to patrons but before we do that I do want to tell people that you have a kickstarter everyone should check it out we'll talk about it a little later I think but um in fact I think at the end of this show we're going to play like a song or a clip from a yeah. song or whatever you will allow us to do. But if people go to Natalie Schlab, Schlab, Schlab. <laughs> unbelievable, the, the streak of me mispronouncing the names of our guests. Yeah. I mean, there's really no hope at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lost cause. Natalie Schlab has a Kickstarter.com. Indeed. And actually, I bought the domain you think I Kickstart made that Natalie. Kickstartnatalie.com, so that would be an easy way. That That is my Kickstarter. Oh, so if they go to kickstartnatalie.com, it is my Kickstarter. That's way better because I was just realizing I didn't put plural slabs. It was a whole thing. <laughs> okay. Um, let's hear from our Patreon backers, our patrons, if you will. Our patrons. In our no-chill tier, we have two patrons that we want to shout out. One is Sarah... I'm guessing how to pronounce her name. Cottrell. Cottrell. That seems Cottrell. right. Cottrell. Yeah. So um, shout out to you, Sarah. She has an Enneagram um, for <laughs> us to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, shout out to the Persuasion back channel. I'll dissect lazy takedowns of the Enneagram with you any day. Nice. nice. I'm hitting Mark Complete on Patreon right now. That we fulfilled oh, her order. Nice. Next. Um, <laughs> next. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just like the idea. It's like an assembly line. We're like, let's just get this out of the way. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, shout out to Jamie Koenig. Um, she happens hey, to be my best friend in the whole world. She does not have an Enneagram to send out yet. Um, oh. When I told her about it, she got very stressed out. She's a type six. and she just she gets really stressed out about things like that like she reviewed our podcast last season when we were typing reviews but it took her months to write i remember that post her review like it was like near the end of the season when she finally did it so when i asked her if she had an enneagram she got really stressed and she was like can i just pay you more money instead (laughs) and not do it. (laughs) What is the higher tier get you? Maybe that would make, make, make a, make sense actually. The higher tier. So if you subscribe, you get to the lower tier, of course you get, this is for our listeners. You get, um, just bonus episodes Mm -hmm. and a video of baby Richard Clark's band. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That's me from high school in my band. Um, if you subscribe, I can't find the tiers on here. Um, so obsessed is the next <clears throat> tier above okay. at $20 a month. Um, <laughs> yeah, no chill gets you a shout out. And then obsessed is. Call the uh, shots. Suggest you, a segment idea for an episode. Right. Oh, that would stress her out more than anything. But and then you still get the shout out, so it's you still like, get a shout out and an maybe Instagram. Yeah, maybe she should just sponsor us with the five hundred dollar a month. She should, but then she would have to come up with something for us to talk about, and I know that's too much pressure for her. No, she would just like offer her sponsorship to wherever she works. She would just tell her marketing person, like, hey, I bought you an ad. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chinook Elementary School. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That'd be great to do a whole episode for Chinook <laughs> Elementary School. That would be the best. Yeah. Talking about typing, like, elementary kids. Yes. Yes. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> idea. all of your children. <laughs> that's a positive thing to do with the Enneagram. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, um, that was fun. Hey, let's do a little segment we like to call Natalie. How bad has it gotten? How bad has it gotten? How bad has it gotten? This is a segment where we talk about how bad our obsession with the Enneagram has gotten. And we'll start with you, Natalie, if you have something in mind. Yeah. Well, I feel like the obsession has reached such a deep place in that it doesn't even feel like a conscious thought anymore. It is like, I need to eat lunch. And also that person is probably a seven and that's why they're driving me crazy or whatever. Like it just, it, it's, it's just a part of my inner world now and thinking. And I also, I think it's so common in Nashville to be talking about it and to hear people Mm. talking about it that I just assume the next person that I'm like a stranger, maybe even that they know what it is. I would do the same thing if I lived in Nashville. It's Wait, kind what of would a problem. You do? Though. <laughs> I assume everyone there knows about the Enneagram. <laughs> they kind of do. It's 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 almost like 
I mean, I think it's probably a four's nightmare. Josh hates it. My husband, Josh, he hates it. He's a four. Um, he hates mm-hmm. the Enneagram? No, he hates that everybody's hates into Nashville? it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't hate oh. Nashville. Um, <laughs> okay. He hates that everyone's so into it, and they know just, like, the top, like, 10% of it, and so they know yeah. just yeah. enough to, like, do some damage. Um, but, yes. like, I, I just feel like I'll, I'll just drop it, like... Yeah, so that person being an eight, blah, 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 to like someone who I have no idea if they know what the Enneagram is, but I'm just like, isn't this like everybody knows about it now? It's like, did I eat breakfast this morning? Who is a famous person at Nashville who knows the Enneagram? Oh, uh, Ian Cron is probably like. <laughs> that is. A, that is... <laughs> what? Well, that's a that's kind of a cop out. Everybody knows Ian Cron knows the Enneagram. Uh, well, I mean, he's you in Nashville. Like, oh, I will tell you though. I'll tell you. Does I got Dolly Parton answer. know the Enneagram? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like a teacher, like yeah. That's oh no, what no, I no. Thought, too. No, I Who's knew about Who's a famous Ian. person that knows the Enneagram? Okay, so I used to nanny for Natalie Grant, and whoa. She, she was talking about the Enneagram on her on her uh, Instagram the other day. And I was like, whoa, Natalie knows about the Enneagram. And she was like Natalie. encouraging people to take it. <laughs> wow. So, uh, mm-hmm. But I hope Dolly knows about it. I, I, I mean, I'm assuming she would be a three through and through and have a real strong four wing. Yeah. And Nashville's got to be a mostly three city. Uh, right? Yes. It's so... <laughs> Oh my gosh, is it a three town? I mean, there's a lot of fours sprinkled in in here, but mm-hmm. there are so many threes and they stress me the hell out because like I can think of very quintessential ideas of like the people I know that are threes and they're just like so intense and they are such performers. They are such performers that like if I do a show with them or if I tour with them or whatever, I'm like, should I even be doing this? Like, I don't <laughs> like they're Aww. dancing around stage and they're like, it's just like everything is so well rehearsed. And I, mm. I don't know. I don't feel like that kind of performer. So it makes me feel like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I got to go home. You know, yeah, but, it's interesting. I don't really have that tendency in my three wing. I have more of like an interest in succeeding, but less of the performer piece. I okay. feel like okay, yeah. It it it's almost like they have both, and so yeah. Some it's just it's kind of the bad thing that Nashville can be known for of like people want to get to know you to get ahead. Um, mm-hmm. That's yep. kind of the that's the negative side, I would say. But yep, that's why you got to just have friends that are not uh, artists that are threes, <laughs> and I look and they're great. But I just mean it's it's it would be too much for me. Well, speaking of off the off the air, you can give us Natalie Grant's uh, contact information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet she would have so. a lot of fun. She is an eight, so um, yeah, I think she would bring a lot of energy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so Bethany, do you have a how bad has it gotten for this week? Yeah, I mean, I think I do. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> because I just. I just signed up for the Your Enneagram Coach Become right. Enneagram Coach ah. course. So I'm going to become an Enneagram Coach. Finally. So listen A up. real one. That's awesome. So yeah. we'll have to change our introduction to the show. Well, I was actually thinking about that, and I was like, no, I still won't be an expert. Like I'll be No, but it would be amazing if it could say one of us are experts. We're just obsessed. <laughs> but I'm that's <laughs> fake news. I won't be an expert. 
Uh, I'll just be certified. But I won't okay. be like, I won't, like, Beth McCord is an expert. We're not experts. One of us is just certified. Kind of a half an expert. What? We're not experts. <laughs> one of us is just kind of half an expert. <laughs> yes. And the other one is obsessed. Yes. That's catchy. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really it's catchy. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I've mostly been obsessed with politics lately. But hey, I am doing this podcast. I did. I did go through a phase where I was trying to type all the candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Bernie is an eight. Yeah. And Warren is like a six wing five. And Buttigieg is a hardcore three with no wings. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And Amy is probably like an eight, maybe. And Biden is probably a nine wing one or one wing nine. Uh, Is that everyone? Oh, you didn't you didn't do Bloomberg. Bloomberg. (laughs) (laughs) Bloomberg. I don't know what to do with that guy, man. He is a robot. Bloomberg's just a robot man. And that's all I have to say about that. He's un- I mean, untypable. He does not move. Like, he doesn't move or make facial expressions. So how are we supposed to type that guy? <laughs> By what he says and does. Okay, then. I guess that would make, I guess that would make him a five. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about being a one some more. We have uh, been talking about what it means to be in stress for each number. So, Natalie... Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is like to be in stress as a one? Okay. Well, it's hard to know sometimes if you're in the negative side of one or if you are like going into your stress number. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know for a fact that when I am stressed, I tend to want to control a lot of things. So Mm -hmm. I usually need my surroundings to be like clean and put together and um, I need like my day to be balanced. That's kind of a big thing for me too. So if Mm. I'm not having that, like usually in stress, I'm not, I'm not having some of those things that make me feel like safe and like I've, I'm doing the right thing. I can kind of like have like little mini episodes. (laughs) Um, I'll just like go down the basement and see like large piles of laundry and be like why can't we ever finish a laundry (laughs) (laughs) and josh is upstairs like oh okay okay i see what's happening here um but what's interesting she's going to me right now yes yes yeah and that's go to four right that's the interesting thing too because sometimes he'll go to one and i'll go to four and we like cross each other and he's like oh you're so being oh and i'm like oh i can see what's happening here um so sometimes like Sometimes the day of a show or like something that's musical that I'm stressed about, I get kind of like, um, like I just want to like lay around and I, I do very opposite things. Like I just want to do anything but prepare or practice or mm-hmm. get ready or like gather cables and things like that. And Josh snaps into like, mm. okay, this is what we need. This is your song list. I wrote one out for you and every one of the band members. And like he <laughs> kind of takes he takes over and it's amazing. Um but we we sort of pass each other and I mean I think he goes to two in stress, but he can still I feel like he he kind of accesses both sides sometimes. But yeah. 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 So I kind of like 
I just, I kind of stress clean. Like I just want to like <laughs> wipe down all the bookshelves and I start sweeping and mopping and yeah, I just kind of, maybe I turn into a little bit of a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Bloomy. I think we, I think we all access all sides of the yeah. number, like of our number and of our stress and security numbers. That's what I'm taking away yep. from this segment is it's not just you just go to your stress number when you're stressed. Like right. sometimes you just like devolve within your own number and do unhealthy yeah. like things for your core type sometimes you go to your security number but you do the unhealthy things of that number and yeah I totally agree because sometimes I feel like I lately have been just trying to let go of some of those things and do something that's fun and so I've been able to kind of a little more sporadically just leave the house and go to the park with my son or Mm. like go to a movie last minute or something that's kind of out of character for me but it's been I kind of feel like I'm accessing the higher side of the seven in that in stress sometimes, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is definitely a lot more fun <laughs> than the other the other things I go to. So I do feel like um, after a while, especially when you grow in self awareness, whether that's through the enneagram or not, it becomes easier, or at least it becomes clearer what helps you when you are in stress. Yeah, which is yeah. to say, like. I've learned over time, like order and clarity. Clarity is a word mm-hmm. I utter so much that everyone around me wants to, me to just stop, please, saying <laughs> the word clarity. Because every time something is going wrong, I'm just like, I need clarity. And that is all I ever say. And it's just because I've learned that mm-hmm. if I can figure out what the heck is going on and like snap into what I'm supposed to do, then I will benefit from that. Um mm-hmm. Which is really like like the yeah the the high side of one I feel like mm-hmm. yes that makes a lot of sense yeah I I do feel like I've learned a lot more about myself and like what to do in times of stress and I I've really have been working on letting go of this idea of perfection of like I can I can rest if the house is clean and mm-hmm. like I have worked out and like done I don't know my my quiet time today or whatever Mm -hmm. like done my Lenten devotional currently um Mm. yeah I kind of wait for everything to be in line before I can really feel like I can rest but I've been breaking that rule a lot lately and it's been really freeing like yeah it's not like I didn't get to that or that but I'm still going to take time to rest and do something fun you know yeah Mm -hmm. so that's been a cool part about knowing the Enneagram for several years now I just I feel like I can I can see it happening and it's like okay I know this thing and I don't want to enter into it right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so I feel like um ones have sort of two I don't know if sides is the right word but maybe levels of things that they're perfectionists at and one is like the standard like I'm a perfectionist and it's like I'm uh, vacuum the carpet a lot <laughs> clean the room and blah 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 like boring uh-huh. stuff and then there's and then there's like the higher ideal piece mm-hmm. um and i'm curious like if you have that higher ideal piece and and what what is it because for me my experience is ones like tend to 
Like you can't have all the higher ideals and be obsessed with getting them all right. But yeah, it feels like ones tend to choose something. Is that mm-hmm. is that even accurate? Does that align? No, with no, your no. I totally think that that's true. I think that kind of the inner world is like one side of the perfectionism, and then usually like the outer world and how you affect mm. it is the other side. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I I feel like um sometimes, gosh, I don't, it's hard to think about which like if they're kind of both operating at the same time or if I kind of flow in and out of one or the other but um I can definitely get on like I can kind of turn into cheaty from the good place where I'm like if mm-hmm. I buy this almond milk then I'm like draining water in California but if mm-hmm. I buy this organic locally made uh dairy whatever it is it's like I am like hurting baby cows and I can kind of like it all cancels each other out and how do I do this <laughs> and I can like I've been at the store before like frozen trying to figure out like what which purchase would not be what is like, the right <laughs> yes yeah, the right um, answer so I do feel like I, it's hard to know though because I I have a tendency to towards OCD so it's like is that part of my OCD is that part of mm. being one I don't know mm-hmm. um it kind of runs together sometimes but I, yeah, I can get kind of like very big into my actions. I don't feel like I have the one thing where, um, I mean, I can get judgy for sure about other people, but I don't feel like I live in that space that often. I feel like I'm right. a lot mm-hmm. more about my own failings. So, yeah. um, like if I see someone in the wrong sometimes, or I feel that they're doing something wrong immediately, I'm like, but I probably did that thing too. And I really need to think mm. deep and hard about <laughs> whatever thing I'm, I don't know. I can get very internal um so even my outer world like justice things i they can kind of be like how they reflect back on me and what you know imperfections i have or whatever and i can have some of that anger too but that's usually not how it results for me like i have anger for sure but not not just towards the world for injustice i i tend to feel just Mm -hmm. really sad about that so Mm -hmm. right yeah but that's a good question richard i i think that that's yeah, I think uh, some ones are really, really like mainly about the outer world. Like they don't really care if their if their house is super clean or like whatever. Right, They're right. a lot more. And I, um, yeah, I know some ones that are like that. All right. So our next segment is called Stagecraft for Every Number, <laughs> and this is where we're going to talk about. Um, I think we're going to do this like all all of us like round robin deal. So we're all going to talk about like. Does that make sense? Or yes. should we? Yeah. Like okay. popcorn so, it a little bit. Yeah. Popcorn it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about how every number handles being on stage and performing, which is an insane thing for any human being to do, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and most people's opinion statistically, because most people are deathly afraid of public, public speaking. speaking. Yeah, which is different than singing. Is it? Natalie, do you think it's different? Yeah, I do think it is a little bit different, but I I I don't know if that's just because I've practiced. Like, I've sung a lot. I Like, at my church, sometimes I'll announce the psalm, and I get really nervous and shaky about, like, before I Mm. sing the psalm. (laughs) Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's It feels different to me. So, Mm -hmm. in this case, I think we want to – I just like the idea of, like, imagining different Enneagram number rock stars. 
or um, <laughs> country singers or whatever. So uh-huh. we're going to stick to music on this one. Let's start with number one because we have Natalie here. Natalie, yeah. what's it like to be a number one on a stage singing music? Oh, man, I get really stressed about shows typically. So I mm-hmm. feel like I have to access my like four or seven a lot. And if I can, like if I can access my seven, especially I have a blast and I can kind of forget about like if I did a transition perfectly or if I missed a chord or whatever, like I don't feel like I get so much in my head until after the show, of course. But (laughs) I, I feel like I just have to kind of reach to another part of me because my one self is going to be way too critical. So I don't even feel like in an actual show that I am my one self at all. Is that weird to say? It's like, I just no, don't know. I think almost everyone has to do that. Like, kind well, of it's an incredibly stressful. Yeah, yeah. It would be yeah. a natural time to go to your stress number. It seems like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can kind of tell when I'm more in my four zone too. And that, that feels like that has a very different energy than when I feel like I'm in my like seven zone, like just making jokes with, people in the crowd and I just feel a lot more looser I think when I'm in that seven zone but in seven uh, yeah being a one suits me before the show like a week before the show when I'm like writing things out and like paying the band before the show has even begun and things like that but actually performing is interesting and I think there's probably more ones out there performing than we think like I think maybe Carrie Underwood might be a one like when you listen to how she how she preps and what she has to have to make her feel like comfortable on the road. And Hmm. I don't know. She just seems, she just strikes me as maybe a one. Can't think of any others at the moment. (laughs) This is maybe a awkward question, but do you think it would be like, if you were able to like really drill into one on stage that it would like be your truest self, quote unquote, Hmm. what, would that be like more somehow more impactful or something like, would it be, or would it just like be a nightmare somehow? It could be, maybe that's what growth for me would look like is not even have to like reach <laughs> to these other numbers. Um, Cause yeah, I'm probably a lot more outgoing on stage when I'm like in that seven zone than I actually am as a person. <laughs> Mm, so mm-hmm. but I I don't know I might be able to kind of share more honestly about my songs or something I don't know but that's a really good question I don't know that I have figured that out but that could be what maybe maybe after I become an Enneagram coach in the future or something <laughs> I've mastered it maybe <laughs> I'll get into that one space but I don't know if I've really gotten there but that that's such a good question I feel like maybe as a performer like sorry as a musician you could get into that one space and like really, really do well, but it feels like it's different when you're the main person like entertaining and singing. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I, as I'm thinking about it, it kind of feels like you are well equipped for your situation with those, those other two numbers. Right. Mm So you do like you just described, you have all of this time sort of by yourself to perfect this, sort of finished work of art and then you and then you have to perform it and that's a very different request than making it right mm-hmm. and so it makes sense to me that you would have to become essentially a different person in order to perform it 
Yeah. Like I, my friend Jill Phillips, I don't know if y'all know who she is at all, but she mm-hmm. says she's a th- she's a 6 on in the Enneagram and she says that she pretty much goes to a 3 every time she performs and she's mm-hmm. in stress, but her husband um Andy Gullihorn who sings with her he goes, he's a nine and he goes to a three in comfort. So she feels like she's in stress the whole time <laughs> that they're performing and he's in total comfort. Like he'll walk yeah, onto the Ryman and just like. for sixes and nines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. So I, yeah, it's just interesting to think about what, how many numbers maybe access different parts of them, but it would be mm-hmm. interesting to know when I maybe felt my truest self on stage, because I don't know if I've had a lot of those moments is that i mean that might be weird to say but it that would makes be total interesting sense to me yeah 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 interesting all right bethany too oh. you do perform music on stage i do i you mean do? just at my church oh that's great but yeah yeah so and then like i did choir in college but that's that's different too because you're not out there by yourself and it's not it's not about you at all is that but, kind of um, a comfortable place for a two to be definitely mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. i miss singing in choir so much i don't know i'm trying to think about my experience i think what i want like what i hope for when i'm performing i'm doing air quotes because mm. it's like leading worship is different but I want people to have, like, an experience. Like, I want them to connect with, like, the emotion. And and so I want to, like, do that for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't really – I don't think that I go to, like, any different number when I'm, like, singing on stage. Yeah. Yeah, you're just doing it. Just doing it, yeah. That is interesting, though. Like with, I mean, I you'll probably edit this whole part out, but with worship leading, I do, that's probably where I feel that the one doesn't have to, like I don't have to do anything different. I'm just. Yeah. It feels different when I'm leading worship because mm-hmm. I'm, it's definitely Interesting, so you feel like you're true as self when you're leading worship? Yeah, I would say that's, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh. I'm thinking about like if I, so if you were to like drop me in a different situation, like an open mic night or something, I would feel way more uncomfortable because like it's the performance aspect of it that I'm not hmm. comfortable with. Like this is really interesting to me because <laughs> I've done I've done um, like, you know, obviously I've been in a baby band and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in high school I was in a band and then also I've done worship leading and i mm-hmm. by far felt more uncomfortable leading worship huh yeah which makes a lot of sense when you it's, think about it yeah yeah because it is it, it could be more vulnerable leading worship because you are just being yourself hopefully well yeah but also like i'm a very self-involved person <laughs> Uh-huh. Fours tend to be <laughs> fours tend to be self-involved. So we're yeah. skipping ahead a little bit, but like yeah, like w- w- leading worship is a, is like directly grates against what I'm all about because I'm yeah. trying to be seen. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm yeah, doing worship and I'm yeah. trying to be seen, that's not a good. That's not that's a good probably situation. Why I'm so comfortable with it because yep. it it is not about me. And yeah, people are like listening to my voice and whatever. But I'm like they they aren't really paying attention to me, or if they are, they shouldn't be. So yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I remember whenever I would get compliments, like when I was a lot younger, I felt like it was an obligation to be like, it's not me, it's the Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And they were like, no, but yeah. it actually is because you were singing and I'm complimenting your singing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. Thank the Lord. Thank the yeah. Lord. It's not me. Um, so three would say, it was me. It was me. <laughs> The yes. Lord did that through me, to be clear. <laughs> Honestly, there are probably like too many worship leaders that are threes. Maybe. My worship know. leader yeah, at I think my you're church right about is that. a three. I've mm. definitely been some hardcore three worship worship mm-hmm. sessions. Not okay. at my church, listeners. I feel but that. At not, other not, churches. not mine either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> None of us my... are talking about our church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell a story about my worship leader. He's Oh, this is her my, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. This is just about my church. <laughs> my church's <laughs> worship leader. Who is my best friend's husband. So like it's fine if I talk okay. about him. But he um he was starting out the service and he was trying to say, Would you please stand up and worship with me? And he said, <laughs> Will you please stand up and <laughs> worship me? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it's like a worship uh. leader's worst nightmare, and it was so funny. Uh. Oh, we'll never let what him. Is, live did it everyone down. stand up? <laughs> that's yeah, the real did. test. <laughs> oh man! He was like, I was testing have... all of you, <laughs> <laughs> and you just did it. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right. Yeah, I I think a three is like. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but no, I, go for it. I think We're a three, three is so. really in their element generally when they're performing, mm-hmm. unless unless they are like struggling with some aspect of themselves. But I think right. generally they're like waiting to be on the stage <laughs> at all times. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a a person who's a an artist and a three is like that's probably going to be a great show. Yeah. yeah, that's like Prince or something, right? Like, oh yeah, stage I would say craft. Yeah, like. Yeah. Okay. Um, fours. Uh, Natalie, give it your best <laughs> shot. <laughs> okay. So I have I have a few friends that are fours, and I mm-hmm. feel like um, the th- the interesting thing about a four is that they can either be like really connected with the crowd or really not connected with the crowd, and there can be mm. those nights mm. where they're like going on about like Cormac McCarthy and like <laughs> I don't know, whatever, and the crowd is totally oh, with them. That is- Perfect. And then there can be another time where they're going about like Cormac McCarthy and they have a different crowd and it is like not landing. So I, (laughs) I feel like they just don't always have like a, an understanding of when it's not landing and when it is. What I love about that is that example is so specific. I know it's real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Someone is listening to this with a solitary tear going down. (laughs) Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to assume that's sleeping at last. Yeah. The four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He's not a four. Dang. No. Okay. He's a nice. I don't actually know him. Okay. So it was not him. We do. So 
I know, guys. I saw he was on your podcast. So cool. We're best yeah. friends. We're you guys are already friends. getting the Nashville lingo because you just you just casually name drop whenever yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already there. Like Prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just hanging out with Prince the other just day. Um, Prince. <laughs> Richard, I hate to break it to you. Wait, what? I hate he to did. break it to you. Is he's he not, okay? He's not with us. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so All sad. Right. <coughs> Bethany, five. Oh, I'm sure there are. I, I know there are five. I'm sure, like, that's a thing. I I have it. I have it. If you don't know, I have it for you. Well, give me a second. Oh, I want to just blurt this out so bad. <laughs> I'm making you wait. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Fives don't D- like attention. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Richard. Dead mouse. Dead mouse? Yeah, that DJ with the big mouse head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They can just be totally incognito. Yeah, they just wear a, a helmet on. I feel like... So I feel like fives, five performers would just be like pretty low energy, like, you know, the kind of music that Gunger makes is like pretty chill. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't expect them to, I don't know, to be Yeah, like they're probably not going to be like a synth, synth pop band. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Maybe like slow indie acoustic. Mm-hmm. I I just kind of think like um real like um complicated techno stuff like Dead Mouse for instance. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. for real, it's like it like for real those DJ guys like they've prepared it all. They're just like mm. executing. That's um, an that's an interesting point. I could totally see that. Like they nerd out about it and then they can just sort yeah. of like be in the background. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh. Now I know. Um, and Skrillex. <laughs> Skrillex seems right. like probably a five. Right. Any rappers? Probably some rappers are fives, I bet. I don't know which ones, but Kendrick. maybe the... Oh, Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. He could be a five. Five wing four? I would buy that. Yeah. Like, I, I think Chance is probably a three, but I could see Kendrick as a five. Yeah, there's no chance that chance is a five. <laughs> I swear I didn't mean to do that, and now uh-huh. I feel real stupid. <laughs> Just own it. I meant to do that. Yeah. All right. Six is this me? Um, ooh. Now we're getting into like just assigning genres to people. Um, <laughs> well, but I let's wa- not <laughs> do that. <laughs> I, I do want to say that he definitely is Toby Keith. Uh, six is a Toby he Keith definitely yeah. is Toby Keith. Like six is all about leading everyone in a jingoistic America is great song, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and like we, kind of a safe genre, perhaps. Uh huh. Yeah, a safe genre. Yep, they're not pushing but the limits. Like you said earlier, Natalie, I think sixes definitely need to go right to their stress number. And Which is what? Yeah. Three. And perform oh, just yeah, yeah, in yeah. three. Which is what I think Toby that's Keith probably does true. every night. I know a fair <laughs> bit of performers or like artists that are sixes. And it's, I think that they're, I really like all of them. 
<laughs> and I think they're good performers. Yeah. They just seem to like have their head on their shoulders and they're they're really good at like executing tours and things like that. They're just very prepared, as you might imagine. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't being totally fair or or honestly very thoughtful about the, the sixth <laughs> one. Key. And and <laughs> yeah, that was a really <laughs> brutal um one. But I will say that I you gotta think they're gonna host the funnest concert you've ever seen. Like the sixes excel at hosting groups mm. of people and making mm-hmm. sure that everyone is having fun with each other. Um, and I, I, I want to think like maybe a Carly Rae Jepsen type situation. Cause I remember seeing Carly Rae Jepsen like three other, three times before. And she, uh, you went to her just, concert three times. Yeah. I've seen her three times. Once wow. was at a festival. <laughs> <laughs> once that's another thing I can't remember and once has it once I actually went to a concert of hers. <laughs> she makes everyone love each other, you know? Hmm. Like everyone loves each other as much as they love Carly Ray by the end of that thing. So is maybe hmm. Dolly a six? I think it's possible. Everyone loves Dolly. Yeah, I think it's really I think that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Cool. Seven, Natalie. Gosh, I think maybe a seven is probably the performer that takes care. <laughs> I'm generalizing here, but takes care of nothing else except for showing up and performing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they. I don't yes. think that they do anything <laughs> uh, else. There's no <laughs> way they have that a band leader. The truth. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of if I know any sevens that are that are performers, and I'm not sure that I do. Like I think of sevens as the drummer for some reason. The drummer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. No, I mean well, it like in a positive that's not thing. A bad like, thing. Usually no, like no, a lot I'm of the drummers saying. that I know are really like lighthearted and like they're just having fun kind of thing. And so um but yeah, I think that they just kinda maybe show up and perform. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. definitely stay out really late. Like every mm-hmm. time yeah. probably get pizza and beer and, and um maybe are late to work the next day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But they're sort of naturally it? good, right? Like exactly, yeah. yeah. And really like half the time, it probably like works out really well. But then every now and then, it doesn't. <laughs> like yeah. their unpreparedness yeah. maybe comes through. I'm probably not mm-hmm. being fair to sevens, but um, that's what I would imagine. <laughs> but they're gonna put on a really fun show. Yes, yeah. and they're gonna. And I would imagine like, they probably, probably write some really, really fun songs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Toby Keith. I think my friend Annie might be a seven. I can't remember if she's typed herself, but she's a singer songwriter and her shows like they're always packed out and she, she cannot do a show here in Nashville for like two years. And then she comes and does a show and they're really packed out. And it's like everybody from all her past lives end up coming. Cause I think she just like generates a lot of hype and yes. So I think that that's, I think she probably is a seven. That makes so much sense. Yes. (laughs) Because every other number has a certain amount of angst around getting people to come to your thing. Except yeah. For threes. Well, they yeah, don't have any. Right. But threes do, threes like are threes <laughs> are not convincing. I think sevens are convincing. I think threes it's like okay, you're selling me on another thing now, like I'm not <laughs> interested, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh Bethany eights. I think eights would be great performers and probably find it not too difficult either because they're so confident and fearless you know like they just go out there and do it and like 
They don't need to go to their stress number. They definitely don't need to go to their stress number because that's five. Mm-mm. So that's not going to help them. So I think Sun Kill Moon is an eight. And uh, do you guys know who that is? I don't nope. know who it is. Oh, wow. Okay. He's like an indie musician. He's just like a... Don't don't think about his name because it's going to mislead you. It's just like... Imagine his name is Garrett Wiseman or something. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like an old white dude who does indie music. And um, he's really good. But like one time I saw him at Forecastle and um, he ended up just halfway through the show calling us all hillbillies. (laughs) What? Oh my gosh. (laughs) This was in Kentucky too. So it hit real close to home. Oh my Um, gosh. And then oh, it like became sweet. a news story. He Do you was think maybe Ryan Adams is an eight too? Because he always called people out in shows. Like, yeah, he, people mm-hmm. would be like shouting out Brian Adams songs, and he would be like, "F you, I'm not," you know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not he was Brian like, Adams. <laughs> <laughs> they would just do it to be just to be jerks but i, I love could also, the idea that every night he has to explain that he's not brian i Adams. think maybe that's true um i also could see an eight being like really really like go to town with the sound guy that won't give them enough of their oh, voice geez. in the monitor mm-hmm. yeah. oh like, we could do a whole other segment on how each number responds to the sound oh guy. my gosh yes <laughs> If you ever have me back on the podcast, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be like our bonus segment oh that we gosh. do sometimes. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about, yeah, what twos would do. Yeah, yeah like, hey, hey, you're doing no, great. We just wouldn't say anything at all. I yeah. got nervous every time, like every time it rolled back to me, I was thinking, what song am I going to do? Am I going to say <laughs> the same word over and over again? Like I just was critiquing myself before I even did it. It's awful. Awful. What um, <laughs> what's the number that passive aggressively goes? Everybody, give it a hand for the sound guy. Nine. Who's that guy? It's a nine. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Yes. It <laughs> They're is. just storing up all their passive aggressive energy for the sound guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. All right. Well, that's nine. I think we covered all the numbers. Yeah. Um. That's definitely not. He just gets on stage and all of that pent-up energy comes out in various <laughs> passive-aggressive ways. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not Brian like, Adams. Yes. And, and they're like calling it, like si- off the mic calling out the Nashville numbers to the bassist who's missing it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's funny. Okay. Um, well, that was Stagecraft. <laughs> For each number. Our next segment is, I think, going to be really impactful for many people who listen. We have a large amount of um, female listeners or Mm -hmm. women listeners, however you prefer to address (laughs) them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, a lot of them may be pregnant. And so... You never know. (laughs) We want to provide a service. To those people. <laughs> so the name of our next segment is called How to Type Your Baby in the Womb. Yes. Um, Very important. It is Natalie, you we had you on to talk about this because you have been pregnant recently. Well, yes, I was pregnant. My son is 16 months old. So whatever 
I was pregnant before that. <laughs> so I'm doing the math here. <laughs> it seems to me like you might have been pregnant 16 months ago. Yeah, but like a lot of time before that, like nine months also yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah at least like, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like almost 10 months. Yeah. 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 What? Pregnancy is. It is. This oh, is true. Over nine I months. Thought, I thought you were this saying 16 months was almost 10 months. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, my mind is blown right now. <laughs> what do you right. know, Richard? You're not a woman. That's true. Um, so let's just but do a robin kids, where only right? you guys. Yeah, yeah, I have two he has kids. kids and I so do I can not, help so with we're this. All equal yeah, here. man, you've been there. You've been, you've been in the room where it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> in more Twice. ways than one. <laughs> Twice. And it was very different wow. both times. I, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. And I didn't know <laughs> whether to stop. <laughs> And I thought I thought that what I was going to say would maybe uh, work on in both cases. So, okay. Um, but in the first case, let's just talk about the one thing. So, when babies are born, <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. guys. Okay. I know a lot about being pregnant, just like um, just like you, Natalie. <laughs> and I know so a lot about this. being pregnant and for Bethany who's also never been pregnant. knows a lot about being pregnant. I mean, I if do. you compare Bethany to any average person who's never been pregnant, she knows way more than that person. I do. Bethany, I love it. Yeah, I worked with pregnant women for four that's years. That's true. So, yes. so yeah, Bethany, let's why. start with you. So if your baby makes you really really sick in your pregnancy like uh, the whole time yeah um your baby might be a redneck (laughs) (laughs) no um your baby might be oh i don't i don't like that i went down this road because it's just gonna be mean whatever i choose you gotta you gotta finish it though bethany okay (laughs) If your baby maybe make you this number makes people sick. <laughs> um your baby might be a 4. Oh, I was going to say a 4 is a breech baby. Oh, okay, explain wow. that. Well, like they just want to be different. <laughs> they want to be different oh, so they they're like I'm different. going upside down. Like, yeah, I'm not going to go out head first like all the other I got to express myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That might have been me, actually. I think I might have been breach. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it might have been. My friend If Jim... I could go back, I definitely would be. <laughs> yeah, you would choose differently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of my friends, it was he's a four, and he was born, like, not by C-section. He was born breach. Legs first, baby. Mm. Wow. And he said, just think about oh how much gosh. smarter I would be if I were born at first. <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway. Okay, so fives are born head first. Then. Oh yeah, are they? Okay, that's most babies, but yeah. <laughs> because bu- <laughs> fi- because fives like study and figure out the right way to be born. Oh yeah, I would say like <laughs> yeah. fives are in the optimal position for yeah, and ones labor. too, right? Like yeah, ones I are think, doing it. Yeah. Okay, here's one. If you have a very swift labor. And a quick delivery, you probably mm-hmm. have a one on your hands. Interesting. Or, an eight. or, or an eight. a seven, efficient. maybe. Because maybe sevens just want to be like they just want to join the party. 
I don't this know. This is like I'm heavy on the delivery. This is it heavy is. on the well, delivery it's hard moment. To talk. Yeah. It's true. Okay, I, I got we... one. I got one that's like pregnancy oriented. Okay. Okay. I think that a three baby is probably showing their most flattering sides in the sonogram. Sonogram. Sonograms. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, like posing. Yeah. Yeah, they're yep. doing all the cute movements. They're like, I know, I know I'm cute when I'll stick that- my. That's a good Hand one. up like this. The sonogram in general is just a great way to figure out what number your baby is. <laughs> yeah. This is how this many is fingers probably are true. they holding up? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like holding up their number? Yeah. <laughs> that could lead to some yeah. interesting. <laughs> My baby is a zero. <laughs> Maybe a two, yeah. though, would make their mom like really glowy and feel really mm-hmm. energetic. So, so Grom's be... baby is a two. I don't know if anyone knows who Grimes is. I don't know what you're saying at all. (laughs) She's pregnant and she looks very glowy right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think Um, she's married to Elon Musk. Or she's having a baby with Elon Musk. I don't know if she's married or not. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Uh, Yes, I do. There's probably like an enormous age gap between them. Is that right? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, That's how it goes. Right. What else I we think, got? Okay, so on the the opposite of being sick the whole time, if you have like no morning sickness and you feel great the whole time, it's probably a nine. Because mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah. I don't, I don't need anything. I'm fine. Um, I'm just gonna try to make your life easy. Probably yeah, not just a lot as of long as you never give birth to me, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just they're chilling in that amniotic. Fluid, I love it in here. In I never want to come out. In fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're two weeks late. That's a nine, late. baby. Yeah, yes, two weeks late. My baby was two weeks late, so maybe he is a nine. Oh, oh my boy. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like definitely, based on our test, your baby is definitely a nine. Go ahead. Based and on our accurate test. <laughs> Certify it. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. I think we covered most things except for maybe like... Um, Sevens and eights, I think seven, we did. Eight. And six. Okay. Six. Oh, I think six. Long labor. Mm-hmm. Is long labor is six? Is a six? I, yeah, I think I think you have a really long labor with a six. They don't want to. They're afraid to come. You're out. stressed out. The baby is stressed yeah. out. No, yeah. here's I'm gonna nuance that a bit. <laughs> okay. Sixes like keep acting like okay. So six is a kind of labor. It's where it's like you're pushing for freaking ever because oh my they gosh. made the decision to come out, but then they're like freaked out that they're they like, oh, made wait, the no, wrong decision. Wait, I'm doubting my decision. That was also me. He did not come out for four and a half hours, y'all. Yeah, four yeah, and a half hours. Atticus Ooh. was that way for us. It was bad. The, the pushing for a long time labor is brutal. It is mm-hmm. so bad. But are there earlier signs of a six? I don't know. Mm. I think they're just. Doing whatever they should be doing. <laughs> we, we can do better than birth, guys. There's got to be an earlier sign of six. So, um. yeah. If you get like, uh, if you get like, um, I'm thinking back to the pregnancy test, like an inconclusive test. When really you're pregnant, but your test is inconclusive. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty sure sign. That's, that's, that's so ridiculous. You already know. You got a six baby. Yeah. This is definitely in my favorite segment <laughs> we've ever done. Ever, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Okay. An eight baby would probably kick you if they don't like the position. I was you're just in. gonna say that. You if they were kick really hard in the womb, they're an eight. 
Yes. Yeah. I think like you're lying on one side and they're like, I don't like this side. Move. And like yeah. you have to move to whatever position they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we do seven? Not really, but it feels obvious. Like they just move around a lot. They just yeah, kick. They, they dance. And they maybe have they a really precipitous labor. Yeah. You're both yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> did, we t- did we talk about threes? Sonigrams. Sonigrams. I think we covered it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Life advice. This is a segment <laughs> of the show where we give you, Natalie, life advice from the lens of the Enneagram because we're not experts. experts. But <laughs> one of us will be soon, and I'm just obsessed. Yeah. Okay. That is an easy one. Uh, mm-hmm. The Kickstarter, <laughs> guys. How? Yeah. <laughs> well, a. How what's do the, I make twenty five thousand dollars? What is it again? It's um. It's uh. <laughs> wait. What? Okay. It's Natalie's Kickstarter. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. No, no, no. Kickstart Natalie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I screwed that up. That's a different name. Kickstartnatalie.com. <laughs> yes. That right. that'll take you there. So, my, how do you I'm, make twenty five thousand dollars? Well, that's question one, and then question two is how do I not annoy the hell out of everybody before this ends by talking about it so much? <laughs> like how? I resonate with that. Yeah. Well, do you feel like people are getting annoyed? Are you feeling that? I feel like I feel like I can tell if they've given or not. <laughs> Because ah, the like, like people uh, who've given uh, have liked my like my post because they don't feel the guilt of like nagging them on, and then I feel like I'm not getting likes from people who have not given, and maybe they're like, oh, she's just talking about that Kickstarter again. This is in I my can mind. tell you from experience that that's untrue, really, because I like those posts that you post, mm-hmm. but I haven't given anything. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> Well, you have given me a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And that's have- and that's the gist of it. I at some point I made a decision in my life where I was like, if I can't give to all of my friends who have Kickstarters, because I definitely can't, mm-hmm. um, I'm at least gonna support them with my platform. Yes. And so that's what I do instead. Um Yeah, I'm with you. But I might yeah, still but give. Like- now see, now it's getting awkward, Natalie. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I think you have to you have to keep doing what you're doing. Like you have to keep posting nonstop yeah. until it's over. Yeah. And honestly, I'm the kind of person who like if I see something enough times, I'm like, I'll just yeah. This it's gonna work on me eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so Because you're a two going. or do you think it's because you're a two? It's Ooh, I that's think a good it's question. like I don't know, but I think it's like if I had any like inkling of a desire to give to something and then I see it 25 more times. <laughs> yeah. I'm like by that 25th time like yep, okay, yep. yeah, I'll, I'll do this now. No, I'm with you on that. Like I I feel like I get the same email over and over again. And if I go mm-hmm. to it once and it, I find one hindrance, like I can't sign in or something. Yeah, I abandon it. Yeah. But then I'll sometimes come back and like, yeah, it takes it takes multiple times. But like, is there something that sh- I should avoid doing while posting, telling people about it? Like, OK, last time I did a Kickstarter was four years ago and I 
I ended up texting individual people and asking them to give. And I totally mm-hmm. regret that. It was such a bad oh. call. Oh, it was okay. such a bad call. Yeah. Cause I would be like, and they, they would, they felt pressured to answer and be like, actually I have a lot of student loan right now. And I was like, crap, I'm sorry. Uh, you should not yeah, be giving. Hard. You should not be giving. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So I know that, I know that that's something I should not do, but any other advice of what to avoid? One thing you could do is provide a lot of outs. Like, I think I appreciate this when people say, <laughs> like, some people are going to have a hard time giving, and I understand. But if you are in a place where you can give, I would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So yes. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, that's a good call. Um, This isn't something you shouldn't do, but like, lean into like, hey, if you've ever like listen to my music and enjoyed it, like maybe you can consider giving. I listened to this mm. podcast that like has like a 10, 15 minute ask at the beginning of it. And it's like, it's so specific. It's like, if you listen to this podcast eight times a month, consider giving oh. $5 because this is how many hours you're benefiting from this podcast. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Interesting. So, and I'm like, you are making a good point. I do listen to this podcast that many times. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And I do kind of feel like it's like if you were going to maybe consider buying my album when it came out or you would get a mm-hmm. vinyl if you had the opportunity, like maybe you could kick that up early and I'll send you whatever it is you're pledging. You, know, you should but. tell people, like, if they listen to your music, like, um, 10 times on Spotify, <laughs> say, here's what here's what Spotify gives me. Do you think that's worth it? Do you think that's appropriate to the value you received from my music? Because maybe yeah. you could make up the difference a little bit. Yeah. No, that's true. But I got to be careful with Spotify because I want them to add me to all the playlists for this next time. Right. So yeah, don't can't trash dog them talk too Spotify. Much. Oh, yeah. that never even occurred to me. That's hard. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's crazy because that you get like a fraction of a penny for every play. Um, but if you land on a, on a, some playlists then you could be making like 400 500 bucks a month or whatever and, and then of course louise if you're making a, a if you're getting a ton of plays then you can be making more than that so it, it it can add up but yeah that's why i got a distributor y'all what does they that help. mean tell me they what a distributor they help with is. that so they'll take okay. i don't have to do any of the work of like distributing it to TuneCore or I'm trying to think of other platforms like that, but they'll take it and they'll do it and they'll pitch it to Spotify and to Apple and to Amazon and all these various places. And they'll see if they'll add me to playlists or put me on covers or um, like feature me in their newsletter or whatever, things like that. Awesome. And I've never had one before, but so that's why I have to be a little careful what I say about Spotify. That's yeah. Fair. yeah. Okay. So the last piece of feedback I have is that, I think I know why no one's pledging any more at your Kickstarter right yeah, now. Yeah, I do too. No, 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 they are, guys, because I've... <laughs> no, but they shouldn't. They should. They, they... <laughs> Bethany and I are both terrible people. Wait, what? We immediately... Let me tell you what happened. We both went to your Kickstarter and we both yeah. went, nice. Nice. <laughs> because we might delete this if we need to, but... um. Yeah. You have 69 backers right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, because it's like a sexual reference? <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Is that is that it? That's your, that's it. That's, that's your big reason. joke? That's the big joke. Okay. Wow. It's become I... like a meta joke. You know, like like the joke that you make because it's a dumb joke. Mm-hmm. No, but no, I feel you. you make it in mixed company, it gets a little uncomfortable. So my my in-laws own a bunch of cabins and they all have these different names and one of them is called the 59er and I one time in front of my in-laws was like good thing it's not a 69er eh? <laughs> <laughs> no one spoke. <laughs> yeah, see you get it. Yeah, yeah, you get it. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. just Oh, I'm yeah. sweating right now. I was really afraid y'all <laughs> I was really afraid that you're going to be like, it's because you accidentally posted a butt shot to your main page. I, I See, that's where we went wrong, Bethany, is that yeah. we, we're making a joke about something that is a very high stakes personal thing for her. I know. Sorry. It's but okay. <laughs> if it were me, I would just shut it down right now because it's... It's perfect. Y'all, I it's almost canceled art. it. I almost canceled it the first oh, week no. multiple times. No, Why? Because I just was like, I can't do this. I can't handle the heat. And then I went to yeah, my it's a, it's I went lot. to my therapist and we talked about strategies to tolerate the discomfort. Nice. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I bet yeah. it's really uncomfortable and hard and it is. Hard it's to ask I mean it's just for money and it's so yes. personal and you get it. You feel it. I can. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. It's all those okay. Things. So on that note, first of all, we're gonna ask that everyone go. To, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Natalie? Do I sound so desperate? Kickstart Natalie. Kickstart Natalie. No, you don't sound desperate. We're no. ma- we're we're doing all the desperation yeah, for you. Yeah, we're doing it for you. So you don't um, have to. So, um, Natalie, we're gonna play a song. Or is it a clip or a whole song that we're going to play? It is a clip because it'll be a single coming out in April. So we just want to give a little taste. Ooh, a sneak peek. Yes. A scoop. We're (laughs) going to scoop the new single from Natalie Schlabs. (laughs) Schlabs. It's okay. It's okay. I think half. Yeah. Yeah. I think Schlabs is probably better. Let's go with that. No. No. Schlabs. We're going to scoop the new single from Natalie Schlabs. Natalie, tell us what it is and what it's about and why our listeners in particular would would be uh, excited oh, about Oh, dang. It. Okay. Um, so the song is called Home Is You. Always could make me smile. Now, baby, I'm still laughing. My home is home. It's not a pillow, it's like a wall. Um, But I wrote, I basically wrote it, it's the story about how my husband and I fell in love, but I feel like it applies to any sort of safe friendship. Like I, when I was writing the rest of the song, I felt like I was thinking about my like best friends that they feel like home to me. And so I think anyone can identify with the longing for that feeling. And it is actually a really fun song. So I think I was <laughs> maybe in my seventh space while I was writing it. Nice. Who knows? Yeah. So I think that I think it'll be a good summer jam. Sweet. Awesome. And it comes out when? 
So tentative date right now is April 10th. Bethany, um, Bethany, that song is about our relationship, I feel like. Our friendship yes. relationship. Our platonic yep. friendship. <laughs> <laughs> God. This has been the best. I've never sweat so much during a podcast as I have tonight. <laughs> Just relax, Richard. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> This has been No Chill Enneagram. It is hosted and produced by me, Richard Clark, and Bethany Perkins. Theme music is 80s disco pop by Cinematic Alex. Our amazing logo and most of our awesome Instagram illustrations are by Matt Metcalf. If you're highly integrated, consider supporting our Patreon. You have the bandwidth, and we think you'll love all of our extra bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash no chill podcast to join if you're moderately integrated hang in there you got this just leave us a review in apple podcasts and then tell your friends about us so others can join you on your enneagram journey if you're not integrated at all we're sorry you're probably that way because of all the time you spend on social media so just follow us on instagram at no chill enneagram or twitter at no chill enneapod This is an area code podcast.